to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California. The views and opinions that are expressed on this show are not that of KUCI, its management, or the Board of Regents, but they are mine. I'm the Beer Ambassador, and welcome to the weekly show where we talk about all things beer here on the radio, on FM radio for over four and a half years. Um, and if you didn't know this and you're just tuning in, I love beer. I love craft beer. I love the people of craft beer and everything related to craft beer. And uh, hopefully, if you are listening, that's the reason you're listening to the show or tell your friends about it. Uh, you can follow me at the underscore beer underscore ambassador on Instagram and the beer ambassador OC uh, on Facebook or, uh, you know, you can find the beer ambassadors <clears throat> show or just beer ambassadors on facebook i'm going to meld those one day here it should have happened a long time ago so you guys aren't into different groups but there's a group one and a single page as well as on uh youtube and uh you know a few other things out there working on that you know you can always go to kuci.org go under archives Look up the PA podcast, PA for Public Affairs Shows, and uh, go to the Beer Ambassador, and you can click on any of the shows that you've missed here since last June and uh, listen to those anytime that's convenient for you because we're between the 5 and 6 o'clock hour. Um, before I get into my guests who are in studio with me, which is always exciting to have someone in studio with me, I actually have uh, a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Um, if you get, There's the... Uh, uh, El Segundo and uh, Pizza Port are doing their Chirping Bird release, which is a hoppy a West Coast IPA. If you're in El Segundo at the Slice and Pint, they have a little uh, thing going on tomorrow night. You can RSVP for that and go to a tour. Um, I know that they've hit the shelves. I know Bristol Farms has it, um, and I've heard it's pretty good. I haven't tried that one, though. Uh, what I did do this last weekend, um, thanks to my friend Mike Neese, who's won hundreds and hundreds of of awards from so many different uh, festivals, uh, or I should say competitions, um, but including the nationals uh, competitions that go for the American Home Brewers Association. Uh, he has an annual party called Hopfest, and so Hopfest 2019 was this last weekend, and it was a really great time. It's always a good time to see my friends there. We have tons of food. He made great brisket. He makes great uh, pizza. He made his own. He made his own wood burning. Uh, you know, uh, oven there, and, and he makes uh, hearth pizza <clears throat> and so many good things, but all these different pizzas uh, are going and being paired with beer, of course, hoppy beers. And um, he made, he actually, what I've talked to you guys about the Resilience IPA that I was doing, but I, you know, I, I, I neglected, I think, in the last two months that I've been talking about, the two and a half months or something, about Resilience IPA, and, and I think that they're close to five million or $15 million or so now with the, the, um, you know, sixteen or seventeen hundred breweries that have done it. Besides uh, Sierra Nevada for the Resilience uh, Butte County Proud IPA, we just call it Resilience. But the, that they released the uh, the recipe for home brewers as well. So that's really cool to me. And so Mike Neese actually made that uh, version, and uh, I liked his version. It was it was cool. Even though he's like, man, I think think it needs to be hoppier. <laughs> But we all we all think that because it's to me it's a little it's just a really nice um, it's a, a really nice uh, because of the cryo uh, malts and stuff like that it, uh, it, it's kind of a um, I'm sorry crystal malts not cryo that's hops um, it's it's more of a malty uh, character so it gives you more of a, a pale ale feel but it's really good and then there were so many others that I can't even talk about but one of them uh, 
I'm trying to remember. It was a uh, uh, friend Daniel had a session IPA. It was really good. Um, I didn't get to try Rick's grapefruit IPA because it went too quick. Um, but I even had some people like my wild fermented fer- fermented uh, and hopped up uh, apple cider. So it was fun. I just want to say thanks to all these kind of friends. It's always good to have friends and have a party and something that's like that. But without any further ado, um, I uh, two weekends ago was at their grand opening, and uh, I have them in the studio. And so I want to welcome the guys from Santa Ana River Brewing, and that would be uh, Mike and Jeff. Mike and Jeff, uh, should I say your full names? We have Jeff Brand and Mike Miller, right? Correct. Yep. So uh, you guys are co-owners of the brewery, and welcome to the studio. Thanks, Thanks for, having for having us. us. So um, I, I know that you guys have been trying to get open for a, a considerable amount of time. We talked about that, and we'll get into some of those things. But um, are, you, are you glad to be finally open? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely feels better than uh, the previous few years. <laughs> awesome. We'll make sure you guys get in a little bit closer on the mics or bring them closer okay. to you so we can hear you. Um, so um, l- let me uh, ask, uh, you know, it's been a long uh, journey, and you guys are entrepreneurs. So I always say that you know uh, when you get into uh, you know craft breweries, these small breweries, and no matter whether they grow large or not, it's still a a uh, a, a small business. It's an entrepreneurial uh, endeavor, and uh, it takes a lot of stamina and uh, and. Um, you know, what am I trying to say? You got to stick to it, right? I mean, there, I'm sure there's been a whole lot of uh, things that have, have come in your way, challenges. I definitely tested our patience at times, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. So how long has it been that you've had the building and trying to get over? Let's ask uh, Let's ask Jeff. Uh, close to three years now. Three years? Yep. So um, doing our build out from the time we signed the lease to getting our conditional use permit, um, equipment issues were, were always uh, always something we were dealing with. Anywhere from, uh, you know, getting a brew house from China that we really couldn't use, um, having issues with our glycol system, um, you know, but uh, we've overcome all these things, uh, and uh, we're open now, and the beer's tasting pretty good, so, it you know, it was, uh, I guess it's kind of fun to look back at it and, and say that, uh, you know, we, we uh, climbed the mountain and, and we did it. Yeah, is it, uh, Mike, is it in a sense of like an accomplishment? just to get open yeah definitely for sure and uh seeing people enjoy the beers is is always rewarding and getting the feedback and just seeing people have a good time and now uh the next brewery should be really easy <laughs> <laughs> the ne- or the next location right yeah exactly. Um, so how long is it uh that you guys are let's 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 jump back i always like to find out how people got into brewing I know you guys are home brewers. So how did you guys meet in the first place and decide, you know, we're going to start brewing beer together? Well, we, we grew up around the corner from each other, so we've known each other since we were, we were young. Um, as far as when we decided to start home brewing, um, you know, drinking beers, drinking craft beer, and, uh, you know, our palate started to develop, and we really started liking IPAs. And, um, you know, we just were always, like, finding certain IPAs that really – that really kind of, you know, we really liked and kind of like talked to us, I guess you could say. And then we're like, well, you know, maybe we should, we should, uh, try making this. Maybe we can make it better. Maybe we can make beer that, you know, that we like that, you know, maybe is better than, you know, what we can currently get at the liquor store. And, you know, so we started brewing five gallon batches in our backyard 
and the beer wasn't very good, but we stuck with it. And, um, you know, lots of feedback from our friends at, in the beginning, mostly, mostly not very good, but, uh, like I said, we stuck with it and eventually bought some better equipment. And, um, at the time our roommate was parking his car in the garage. So one day we just decided to move all the brewing equipment into the garage when he left for work. And, uh, when he when he came back from work, we're like, "Sorry, Isaac, uh, <laughs> you lost your spot. You lost your spot." That's um, nice. That's nice. So you know, and then we made a makeshift uh, walk-in cooler out of some foam insulation to stabilize our ferment fermentation temperatures, which upped our game another level. And um, you know, our beer started to get pretty good and you know pretty consistent. And you know, we developed more recipes and kind of, I guess, went down the rabbit hole and haven't really looked back. That's awesome, and yes, you you built your own little walk-in. Yeah, I I, I mean I've heard people you know build their own little you know coolers and and temperature controlled chambers usually out of a freezer or something like that, but but not I don't think I've ever heard anyone well, say well, we made our own walk-in. Well, walk-in might be a little too glorified of a <laughs> yeah, word. Yeah, some R Max from Home Depot. Yeah, and a little window AC unit. Yeah, but I mean it, it was, was working, and you were able to walk in and out. We kept yep. it at seventy. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Um, you know, temperature control is a huge key uh, factor in, in fermenting beer. And the fermentation does so much to the flavor profile that people, I don't think people realize that. Most important part, I think. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. So you, you guys have known each other since you were young. So you've been friend, lifelong friends. And uh, so that means you can get through all the times when you argue each other, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, you're on, usually on good terms, but... But you know, friend, you know, we all get on each other's nerves at occasions. Um, but you guys have been able to get through all those kind of things. So you're through this. You're you you guys are are you know, fermenting in the garage now. You're you're home brewing. You guys are up in your game. What made you decide? Hey, let's you know, we people didn't like our beer. Now they like it. So let's take it to the next level. I mean, how did that come about, Mike? Well, I think first we got to go back to started off as a pipe dream up in Boonville Beer Fest. Oh, okay. And we're having a good time there and said, man, it'd be awesome to be able to come up here, hang out for the weekend, give beer to people. So then how do we do that? So then that's basically what got us started home brewing. Uh, so you were at a beer festival dream. and yeah. you're having such a good time and tasting all the good beer. Yeah. You're like, what if we could do this? Seems like a good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is work, but yeah, yep. it's fun though. It's like so a that's rewarding what inspired one. inspired right? it all, that long shot dream. Okay. I guess, yeah. And then... um you know, we started taking it around to a couple of local, uh, you know, places we frequented just because they're good beer selection and all the locals that would hang out there. And eventually people definitely were pretty stoked on the beers and then uh, took the next leap of trying to lock down a building and see what that all requires and uh, looked for a building for over a year and then uh, started the process we've just finished, which is getting open. <laughs> so... You know, Jeff, walk us through a little bit of that. I mean, what was the what? Um, find, finding a building was was uh, definitely a struggle because um, we were looking for a small warehouse. Um, you know, we're definitely a pretty small craft brewery, so we were looking for something around two thousand square feet. And um, you know, we found a number of places <clears throat> that uh, when we told them you know we wanted to open a brewery, they were open to the idea until we explained to them that we wanted to completely rip up the entire back of their warehouse and, uh, you know, pour a sloped concrete slab and put a floor drain in. And at that point they were just like, no, we don't think, uh, we don't think we're going to be leasing our building to you. Um, so 
we definitely got turned away multiple times. Um, then we found uh, a realtor. She seriously is a godsend. Uh, her name is Cindy Rowe. So, Cindy, if you're out there, thank you. Thank you, Cindy. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, she found us the building we're in now. And um, they were the, really the first place that uh, when we told them, you know, about ripping up the floor and everything, they're really the first place that was like, yeah, you guys can basically do whatever you want as long as you pay your security deposit. And, um, and then the place ended up being really close to the Santa Ana River as well. So that is uh, an extra bonus. So uh, I don't know who wants to field this mic or Jeff, but let's let's get into the whole thing of why you want it in Santa Ana and why Santa Ana River Brewing Company. I know I've heard the story, but I don't know if everybody out here listening to us has heard the story. So I, I love the story. I think it's a cool one. Go for it. Um, so a lot of breweries that we've drawn inspiration <coughs> from are named after rivers, uh, Russian River. Uh, we actually just brought some Pliny in to share with Mikhail. Yes, and, thank um, you for that. I wish we could drink in the studio, but we're going <laughs> to drink it afterwards. Um, so Russian River, Eel River, uh, Kern River, Mad River. So a lot of powerhouse breweries that we've dr- drawn a lot of inspiration from. And um, the only river down here in Orange County is the Santa Ana River. And so I think it kind of started as a little bit of a joke, like, oh, we could name our brewery the Santa Ana River, even though it's not much more than a trickle uh, most of the year. Although but, this um, year is different. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> flowing really strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it kind of started as a joke, but then it kind of stuck. And, um, and you know, we kind of looked into the history of the river, read about it on Wikipedia and how it really shaped Orange County and, you know, how uh, people have lived along the river for thousands of years. Um, there's also a cool story about how it influenced the outcome of the Mexican-American War where uh, – the Mexicans were the Mexican army was mounting an attack, and the Americans were kind of down on supplies, and the river flooded, and held off the attack until more supplies arrived, and uh, then uh, I supposedly that was one of the last battles of the war. Um, so it's a cool little story. Um, we have some historical pictures in our tap room of the river of some of the floods. Uh, one in particular in 1938. There's some pretty cool footage of that. Um, there's another one in the early 80s. Um, there's some pretty cool pictures of, uh, like military helicopters lowering, lowering wrecked cars into Santiago Creek during a flood in the sixties. So, um, you know, the river's pretty contained and, you know, not much of a threat these days, but at one time it was. So it's, it's cool to kind of have that on display in our tap room and show people, you know, a little bit of history of the river. Yeah, I think that's cool. And, uh, so, I mean, both stories and how it started and how then then you find out about the history and you guys are there and then you're kind of bringing that back up i think it's cool and uh and um i think one of you guys were talking about you know uh since water is one of the most important ingredients in beer right yeah didn't you mention that at the when we were at the brewery i think so but but if not but i i can water prom- chemistry definitely well, plays yeah. a role i can promise <laughs> you we don't get our water f- directly <laughs> from, from the, the santa water. yeah we don't want to <laughs> <laughs> confuse people but <laughs> But, you know, we're just talking about uh, uh, rivers are usually uh, a source so uh, through time. So, um, all right, so you guys uh, are lifelong friends. And uh, come on, what what grade did you guys meet? How old are you? One of the, one of the I two. I think we're, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12, somewhere yeah. around there. Okay. So at 10 or 12, and here you are, you know, a couple decades later or something, and you guys are, are business partners. Um, 
and and you just opened up like 10 11 days ago to yep. to, yeah. you know, to the day right yep so um so uh and you guys are open today yes we yep. are yeah Current, currently pouring currently. beers over there someone's over there watching the yeah. holding yeah. down yeah. the fort right now yeah you, you remember fort. ian ian ian's holding down the fort yeah. yep. how are you doing ian hopefully they're listening in the tasting room he, yeah, he said he, he, said he was all right so everybody there whoever's listening Raise a beer for us and 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 then enjoy those. So um, you guys have just been open. It was really uh, pretty crowded and uh, uh, I had a good time when I came over there on on your opening. Yeah, awesome we, turnout blew our expectations away. Yeah, definitely. And uh, and I thought it was very bold for you guys to uh, since you just opened to um, to be open every day. But that's what you guys are doing and trying to find close Mondays. Oh, Mondays. Yeah, we, yeah. Just, okay. we decided to no, take a that's day a off. smart one. Take it. Yeah. Take a day off. Yeah, I, I think that works. Maintenance and uh, you know, tend to the things that uh, I kind of come oh, that's up. good. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. So you're open Tuesday through Sunday, then, mm-hmm. um, or Sunday, skip Monday and go through the rest of the week. Um, yeah. And uh, you guys open w- what time? Three to nine on the weekdays, and then Friday through Sunday we'll be open twelve to nine. Cool. And uh, people can bring in food or yeah, order it locally food. or whatever. Um, Tuesdays we're gonna do a uh, trivia and taco Tuesday, and then uh, hopefully on the weekends we can get some food trucks in there as well. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about the brew house. How big is it? I mean, I've seen it and stuff, but you know, for the people who haven't been there yet, seven. Of... We have a seven barrel system. Yep. And how many fermenters? Uh, four fermenters currently, and um, we also do some experimental stuff on a half barrel and one barrel pilot system. Uh, just try to remain new and innovative and always have something interesting on tap uh you know they tend to go fast but um you know just try to keep it experimental and you know if the recipe turns out really good then we can explore scaling it up but um you know if it doesn't really turn out that great it's only a half barrel batch there you go so let's let's get into some beers then and talk about some of the beers so the one of the you guys brought uh for me that I've had was the the cryo haze Yes, the the Far Cryo. Um, Far Cry, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, it's named after a Rush song, not the video game. <laughs> that's good um, to know. <laughs> and we're in a, we're in a radio station that's yeah, surrounded by CDs, music here, so yeah. you see the CDs yeah, this, and the this, vinyl. This is amazing being surrounded by all this great music. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, um, and I, I I just have to stop the the DJ before me. She had a Queen shirt on. And I just watched uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, nice. And uh, I've always liked Queen. Um, but it just gives you a new perspective on some of it you heard, some of you haven't. Uh, but I, I can't get the songs out of my head after watching that film. Mm-hmm. Really, like, they just... They definitely knew how to write the yeah. hits. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Put the hits. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so so a Rush song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, obviously, you're Rush fans. Big Rush fans. And, um, you know, we were kind of exploring different options to name the beer. And um, uh, we use a lot of cryo hops in the beer which is like a hop concentrate and so it really um really has some some hop flavor and a lot of hop aroma and um we were going across songs and kind of debating on a few different artists and then we came across the rust song far cry and uh, we listened to the song and we felt that the lyrics uh really kind of you know explained this beer a little bit and kind of they just kind of stuck with us so we uh, we went with it. I mean, it's cool. I, I, it's kind of an expected thing in the brewing industry now to have play on words and phrases and puns. But I've been doing that like all my life. Yeah. And and when I was doing it, you know, 
over 10 years ago. Some people are like, oh, that's cheesy. I'm like, no, man, that pun is always good. Yeah, yeah. and um, now that we're on the radio, I do want to say when, um, when we were home brewing and we, uh, you know, we're exploring the idea of opening a brewery. You know, we were constantly reading online forums, and um, one th- one person made a comment on a thread about opening a brewery that really stuck with me and Mike. And uh, the guy said, "You know, opening a brewery isn't a, isn't all about brewing beer and listening to rock and roll." And he was totally right because sometimes we listen to metal. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, metal. Uh, you know, I got I I would listen. I listen to both of those. I would also put on 80s music, though, so I'll put on what was originally called New Wave and then went to New Music. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think it's funny. Uh, not funny. I like it, but it's, a um, you know, a wink-wink, like, funny, like, you know, how they're, uh, I think, beer and music interplay oh, and yeah. inspire each other, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, like, music really inspires you to go do things and get things done mm-hmm. and, and beer can really inspire music because i'm a musician we used to drink <laughs> drink and write all the time <laughs> so uh and i'm I've, both art forms yeah i've been i've been working on some beer songs too so hopefully we'll get nice. something done here but that's a different story <laughs> it's a whole different show but i love that you guys are talking about that and i, I like that a lot of the breweries now have um you know, bands playing at at their breweries, or they'll yeah. they're they're doing these collabs and having you know because the bands are we love beer, mm-hmm. so they're coming in and and you know hey we'd like you to make this kind of beer and then they put their name on the label, so they've got some big rock bands doing that. Yeah, you know, yeah, we'd like to uh, explore mm-hmm. that and also do like a monthly music showcase type of thing at the brewery Sweet. for local bands for local That'd bands. Awesome. I yeah. love that even more. So if you want to sing your beer songs, oh yeah, we'll have we to get have something going on. And uh, and then we can, you know, you hit up some of the other DJs and get them on here. I've been thinking about if I can get stuff that's beer, really beer focused, then having uh, having the bands on. I'm supposed to have a, a band on that we talked about it from last year, um, but uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. I don't want to get people's hopes up, but I think, well, let's just say they said they'll do it, but I need to confirm it. But I'm working on Real Big Fish coming on the show because they write beer songs. Nice. Those guys like beer. Nice. Um, <clears throat> so, anyways, um, but I'm sure there's others, and, and I've been I've worked on it before. Um, and, I, and in the past, I've had a few, few people talk about beer on the show, even a comedian one time, and that was fun. Um, anyways, so back to your you guys. Uh, so we got Far Cryo. Let's get on to some other beers because you were talking about you want to have like these unique one-off beers while you're going to still have you know some core beers and stuff like that. Um, I had a real unique one. I don't know if it's still there. Uh, it it was it was like this combination. Um, you were you talking about the low and slow? Low low and slow. The the Belgian style. The belt. Yes. Yeah. Um, I just remember it was a Belgian style, but it wasn't a Belgian, but it was a Belgian. Yeah, it was I'll a let, combination. I'll let, I'll let Mike uh, tell you about that one, please, because that, that 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 it was an animal to itself, and it really grew on me. Yeah, it was a beer we made years ago. We basically kind of made two ways to think about it. Maybe making a double IPA and throwing Belgian yeast in it. And then we did two rounds of dry hopping. Or maybe we ruined a Belgian golden by dry hopping it too much. I don't think you ruined it. You just created a new <laughs> hybrid. It's a hybrid yeah, beer. Yeah, but it was purists good. weren't the biggest fans. Well, I mean, yeah. A lot of people did enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, we actually are out of that one. A uh, very small batch, so might have to brew it up again. I, I, I'm telling you, when I first tasted that beer, I was sitting there. I'm like, "Wow, I get this Belgian yeasty flavor, but it's so hoppy." 
and the hops you guys use, you got that the citrus notes, you know, the pininess. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, this thing. When I first, because I I wasn't sure exactly what to to to, to you know, because you, you do get this perception, right? So I'm like, what is it? But I'm I try to open my mind, and I was like, drinking it, let it warm, and I was like, wow, this thing is actually cool. Yeah, it's and sneaky too. Ten percent. Yeah, ten percent. Yeah. You wouldn't even know is a ten percent. Mm-hmm. So my hat off to you for that I'm one. Glad my glad you enjoyed that. Uh, but I thought low and slow was good. I think you should bring it back. Uh, let's talk about some of the other. Actually, I think we should jump before we get into IPAs, which we're kind of on. <clears throat> um, I had um, you had two stouts, and I really liked one that was a little bit more of a. It, it was a kind of a dry uh, finish, but it was a, a chocolate stout. Mm. I really liked that because it reminded me a little bit more of a Guinness, but mm. but more craft style. Similar, yeah, four and a half percent. Four and a half percent, which is the same mm-hmm. same same ABV as a, a Bud Light or a Guinness, mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't realize. Um, but to me, I could I could just crush that thing. I could just drink a bunch of those, like, I don't want to say water, but pretty much like water. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that, that beer is called the Tig Nibbies, and it's about a 4.5% chocolate stout. Uh, we added a lot of organic cacao nibs and some organic vanilla to it. And, um, yeah, it's just a, it's a very sessionable stout, not very thick, um, you know, just like a nice low ABV sessionable stout. Yeah, I, we have a... Uh our buddy Ian to thank for that as well. The guy who's holding down yeah. the tap room for us. That's today. right. That was his recipe. Ian, thank you for that. I remember that now that you say it. Um, what I really liked about that beer was just how the vanilla and chocolate play off each other. They're well balanced. And like I said, it's, it's slightly dry in the backside. Um, it was really smooth, though, because it was on nitro. Yeah, not nitro. So you get that creamy head and uh, that little bit of cascading action going on when mm-hmm. it was first poured. But I, it, it just uh, that's probably why... It was a little more reminiscent of a Guinness than, even though it's not, Guinness is more roasty, doesn't have those kind of chocolate mm-hmm. and vanilla notes. But um, but it was, I, I loved it. I loved it. Now, some of my other friends liked your other one, which was hugely coffee, because I know you did cold-pressed brew. You want to tell us about, about that? Yeah, so that's our uh, Saigon Stout, and that's kind of a reference to where we first started brewing beer. We were roommates in Westminster. Uh, a lot of Vietnamese coffee shops around there they call it Cafe Suda, which is very dark French roast with uh, condensed milk in it. Okay. So you get a lot of that sweetness, but very roasty, oily coffee aroma and flavor too. So one of our first recipes we kind of started working on was that, you know, years ago. And uh, first time we were able to put it on nitro was at our opening, which was really cool to finally get it on nitro. And we think it really helped... Uh, bring out the vibe we were going for trying to recreate that coffee that we love so much i didn't know that was the first time so i, I was kind of a privy to a, a new experience then mm-hmm. which is cool and my friends loved it i liked it see i'm not a coffee drinker i don't like it in my beer but <laughs> um but i liked it and it was definitely unique uh for coffee beers because i i do believe you got you guys were able to achieve that that uh that asian kind of vibe with it right um, yeah, we think it came out good, and people seem to really be loving it. We have the uh, the brewer from Gunwale to thank on his technique for uh, the cold brew method in our bright tank. So Kevin from Gunwale, thank him for that. Yeah, he's a good came brewer. Out great. They're good guys over oh, there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, he's helped us out and they a lot. make some really good stuff over there. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I love that. How do I, I was going to get in something else. We'll come back to the beers. But how you mentioned it, uh, I still think that even though we have seven over 7,000 breweries and in the the country here just in the u.s 
that are craft independent craft breweries, and uh, and we have uh, about a thousand here in the state. Um, we're over 40 here. I have to find out from the Brewers Guild, but how many there actually are now here in in Orange County? But I know it's over 40. Um, how was it opening and, and getting you know uh, the community? Because I I believe it's still like this this community that's embracing one another and supportive of one another, even though there are some people here and there that have come in from, from other avenues of, of uh, let's just say, other workplaces where maybe they're not as friendly. And, and, and so you're always going to get that somewhere, especially with the more, t- the more that people kind of enter that kind of space. But um, I still think that there's this camaraderie and, and helpfulness between brewers. So it's, it sounds like you were able to get some of that. Oh, definitely. Yes, absolutely. We, uh, I would say, we didn't experience any kind of, any kind of negativity. You know, everybody was super helpful. Um, you know, uh, Tim and Bob from Backstreet. Uh, we owe the world to you guys. Uh, like Mike mentioned, Kevin from Gunwale, um, the guys from Rip. I, I could, I could go on and on about everybody that's helped us from little things to big things. You know, we're, uh, we're career home brewers. So even just simple stuff, you know, like CIPing a tank or stuff that, uh, you know, these guys do every day, they could probably do it in their sleep. You know, they take time out of their days to just show us the ins and outs and just the little things that, uh, that, you know, like I said, they could probably do in their sleep. Um, and you know, there's no animosity, no nothing. So, you know, it's nothing, you know, very, very helpful, very, everyone's very willing to help. And, I look forward to the day that we might be able to return the favor to maybe somebody else that's trying to open a brewery or, or, you know, maybe if, uh, we can return the favor to anybody that's helped us, uh, any, you know, we'd definitely look forward to being able to do that. That's awesome. The whole pass it forward, pass it around kind of thing. Yeah. It's um, not a cutthroat industry. Everybody's pretty open and willing to help in yeah. any, a lot of different ways. So I mean, that's, that's pretty much what I was getting at. I, I, you know, I've seen places that are cutthroat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, um, if you're not in the independent part that w- that we are, that that as I still believe is cutthroat in that in that part of the beer industry, but there's a big thing of camaraderie and like a to me a, a second family kind of you know. <clears throat> yeah, we're all you know on the same team fighting. <laughs> the, the big <laughs> corporate the, giants, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, so uh, it's exciting that you guys you know see that, have experienced that, acknowledge that. So. Um, did you go over and when they're, you know, helping out, did they, did they, did you go in there and learn how to do like CIP at their systems or did yep. they, or did they come to you first? Yeah. We, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they welcomed us into their, into their facilities and, and, you know, basically, uh, showed us how to do it, you know, and, um, and yeah, we can't thank them enough. You know, some, some stuff they would come help us out. Like I, I mentioned earlier, we struggled with some of our, when we were setting up our glycol system and, uh, you know, people would come over and just kind of tell us, okay, you're doing this wrong, set this up like this. But, um, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, we'd just go kind of sit in on brew days and just kind of learn by watching and that's awesome. asking questions. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to learn. It's just, you know, you go and observe, but you, it's hands-on at the same time. So you're not just reading it out of a book, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I totally learn better that way. Yeah. And it, it kind of instills it into uh, practice, into your memory. Um, so that it becomes second nature, like you guys are talking, like they could do in their sleep, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's really cool that people open the doors and do that kind of stuff. For those who are listening, I, I know a lot of you do, but if, you, if you're if you out there and you're listening right now and you don't know what CIP is, uh, 
sanitation is like the key. Like I was, I, I say, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're looking at real estate, location, location, location. But if you're looking at beer, sanitation, 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 <laughs> I think is like the key ingredient uh, to making good beer. I mean, recipes and, and yeast and all these things are very important. Temperature, fermentation. But uh, if, you, if you're not keeping your equipment clean, uh, you're going to get something that's off. And so uh, people, uh, just so you know, breweries go through a lot of sanitation or CIP uh, for, for, for short. You can look it up if you really want to know. But um, to be able to make sure that the that from one beer to the next, the system is cleaned. There, there's nothing that's going to stay behind. Uh, there's no little critters or bugs. And you're going to get a really clean-tasting beer. And that's how you get consistency, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, and then the glycol system is what keeps keeps it cold or fer- be able to ferment and, and yeah, be able right to ideal temperature. Yeah. And then also for bring serving. it down. Yeah. Before you keg things up, you need a cold crash and get it ready to go into a keg. Yeah. So glycol so can, is definitely the heart of the brewery. Yeast makes the beer. Glycol makes it good. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, CO two makes it good, but the glycol and the CO two, right? Yeah. You got to bring it down the temperature so you can and maintain it. Yep. So you can get in the CO two and get those bubbles so we can get that head and mm-hmm. taste it and it's it's bright and because uh, if you know a lifeless beer is not yeah each step each part definitely <coughs> couldn't make it uh couldn't make it good without one of them yeah i mean you don't i i keep saying that beer is a science i mean it really is and it's um when you find when you realize that people go to school when they go to school because you guys are going to school of hard knocks right <laughs> yeah yeah but you're you're learning but uh i know you've read about it and all kinds of other stuff and you're going through here now but if someone really goes to school like i've had a few go uh you know uh, especially if you go to davis it's uh it's considered food science mm-hmm. right it's part of the food science programming uh, a lot brewing. of chemistry oh a lot of chemistry mm-hmm. and math there's a lot of yeah. math. yeah yeah, mm-hmm. one one thing that uh, has helped us out a lot, shout out to the Orange County Brewers Guild and their technical seminars. Um, it's definitely uh, uh, a lot of really great information. So, uh, you know, if uh, anybody's interested in learning some cool stuff, check out the Brewers Guild and uh, their next technical seminar. It's always it's always a worthwhile in the investment. Yeah, yeah, and you guys can become uh, members uh, of the OC Brewers Guild or at least uh, supporters. And uh, the other places I, I recommend um, is HomebrewCon that comes up in June. Mm. It'll be uh, in Rhode Island this year. If you can make it out there, you, there's all kinds of talks, and you're going to learn a lot of stuff and make connections. And then in our own backyard in September, I'll be harping on this until September, but um, there is the uh, California Craft Brewers Summit, and that for the last uh, – it's in its fourth year now, but <clears> – <throat> Every year has been up in Sacramento. This will be the first year that's going to be in our backyard here. It'll be in Long Beach really exciting in September, that. and that's going to be way cool. And it's for professionals, for home brewers, for any beer uh, enthusiast, and you want to learn more and kind of just uh, get in and geek out and try beers and hang out. And it's a it's the greatest time, man. You guys haven't been before, right? No, we have not. Have not oh, yet. You're gonna this have a good time. Sure. You'll yeah. have a good time, and it's in your backyard, so you don't have to. Yeah. About? Schlepping it's all nice. the beer up to Northern California. Yep. <laughs> yeah, usually the Brewers Guild has a uh, a stand at all those. Yes. Uh, so hopefully we can each get in each on that. guild. So yeah. or, uh, they'll have the LA uh, Brewers Guild, the San Diego's mm-hmm. Brewers Guild, the Orange County Brewers Guild. Yeah. I think even the Inland Empire Brewers Bay Guild Area was there last year, but they all, yeah they have they have they have them all over the uh, the floor up there, so people can go try beers from their local guilds. 
And then they have uh, homebrewers who can bring stuff sometimes too. But it's really the guilds. So all, all you guys with the different breweries can bring stuff in. We get to go try them. It's really fun. That's a good time. Yeah, one more mm-hmm. um, educational thing we really took advantage of years ago that was uh, very informative was uh, White Labs runs classes throughout the year for everything from home brewer to commercial brewing, you know, everything from the basics of yeast handling to uh, doing cell counts and things like that. So you yeah. know, we, we definitely taken those classes and they helped us a lot understand uh, how to make a good environment for the yeast, keep them happy. That's awesome. Uh, I, I still am waiting to have them on the show, but now they're saying I'm going to have to go knock on the door again. But, uh, but it's, but yeah, they do really cool stuff. I know that they have a process too, that they'll have, uh, they'll take and make several different styles of beer oh, yeah. and use the same room. yeast um, so that you can see what, or how, it's kind of vice versa. I'm they'll sorry. have uh, like the, an IPA with, you know, that's what two I'm to sorry. four different yeasts in yeah. it. So yeah. So they'll, they'll change the yeast up. That's mm-hmm. right. So same wort, <clears throat> same dry hopping schedule, but you really get an idea of, you know, what a West Coast versus an English or an East Coast or some wild farmhouse yeast can do to that same exact yes. beer base. Exactly. It's pretty awesome as a home brewer or commercial brewer to, uh, get a really good sensory experience from that for sure right down in san diego that's awesome yeah it's not too far out of our backyard no maybe we'll be getting those kind of things here in orange county eventually yeah um so what uh let's get on some of the other beers what what, i mean do you guys have a favorite yeast or favorite hops to use um the yeast we use from white labs it's their 001 pretty standard for california yeast that's my my favorite honestly yeah so for us it works really well it's really clean it always seems to ferment well. You know, we rarely have problems with any off flavors with it. So it's a, it's definitely a workhorse, awesome yeast. Was there a big difference, uh, Jeff, on you guys going from home brewing with these little vials of that yeast to now you got now you got gallons? Yeah, of Yeah, ab- absolutely. There was a difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, it's definitely uh, you know scaling up our recipes has. Um, proven to be a little bit difficult um the beers haven't come out exactly how we wanted uh you know so we're uh, experimenting with different pitch rates and uh you know some different uh things we can do during the brew to maybe increase our efficiencies and um you know it's 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 going to be a constant process um you know i don't know if we'll ever necessarily get it perfect but um but yeah it's a it's a science for sure well, I mean, to just scale up a recipe is a big thing, and um, and you guys have a new brew house, so you always it's taking it's like two new things coming in to play at the same time, and it's going to take time for you guys to to really mm-hmm. dial that in and get the efficiency and all that down. So the fact that you're making really good beer now is just going to get better. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're thinking. That's what we're hoping. <laughs> we definitely just want to keep t- taking steps in that direction. I always tell people when you go into a new brewery, hopefully you like it on the first time you walk in. But, you know, maybe you're torn. Maybe it's this and that or whatever. Um, I always say go back, uh, you know, a few weeks later, a couple months later, go back a year later, um, because you have to really give uh, each brewery and the brewers time to get used to that new system. I mean, um, I I just had uh, on last week um, uh, Laguna Beach Beer Company, and they just got a new brew house last month. So they're... even though they, you know, they're getting more efficiency, but they're still getting used to a new brew house, mm-hmm. even though they've been there for two years. Um, so it's almost, I don't say starting over exactly, but, but, but you, it's, it's close. It's close. You're, you're, yeah. it's like, uh, it's like dating a new person. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, if I have a new girlfriend, yeah, it's still a woman, but there's they have a different personality. Um, so, and it's funny because a lot of guys, uh, you guys might do this too, but a lot of people even name their fermenters differently because the fermenters will just have slight little, little personality traits to them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I could see that. We yeah. definitely notice that about ours. Each one's mm-hmm. a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think people realize that that either. I mean, but uh, you know, maybe you have more headspace on the other or whatever it is. But different um, manufacturer, different. That's true. Yeah, where yeah. the fittings are, everything. Yeah, everything. So you got to kind of get used to that and. And uh, that whole relationship and mm-hmm. getting getting comfortable with someone, getting to know them, right? Yeah, it's almost like they have their own personality. You know, where <clears throat> you know which kind of valves are a little finicky, and you know, kind of where you need to crank it down a little extra hard and whatnot. It's, you know, sounds stupid, but no, I I think <laughs> it, to me, I mean, I, actually, I was over and uh, I think it was Brandon was uh, um, a, a good beer was was showing like his you know one of his uh, assistant brewers and. He was like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta play with it right here. You gotta you know, like, there's a sweet spot. Like, and I, I've heard that with other brewers and stuff before. Like, there's, you just gotta get used to these certain little idiosyncrasies with, with, with different uh, machines. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they, they're an, inanimate objects, but they all, uh, and they all work similarly. But the, yeah, there's little tweaks. Yeah, that I find absolutely. And it's funny because you should be able to, even as a home brewer, go from one system to another of people. And, oh, it's the same size, but it's not always that yeah, way. There's always know? some some things. <laughs> Maybe their pumps work differently or they don't have pumps. If it's mm-hmm. gravity feed, you know, if you're using an igloo, I don't know, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff for maybe for your mashing or whatever, yeah, right? A lot of variables. Yeah. Anywhere you, yeah, any change you make is going to affect. It's fun. Yeah. And I know a bunch <laughs> of the people right now, if, if, like Rick and Mike or... Mike Neese or Mike Reinoff or any of those guys are listening out there. They're, they're all going, yep, yep. <laughs> they're all geeking out on that part because uh, it happens to all of us. So um, let's get back to some of the other beers you have there. So um, we talked about the stouts. Uh, let's let's get into, you know, some of the IPAs. Um, we have a, a pretty nice pale ale that uh, came out really good. It's uh, called the Par for the Course. Oh, I remember that one and, now. And um, it's uh, all Citra pale ale. So, um, came out right around, what is it? Right around 6%, about six, four, six, uh, Mm -hmm. 6.4%, pretty dry, um, not very bitter. And, uh, you know, just some really nice citrusy notes, notes on the end with a, with a kind of traditional kind of bready pale ale finish. Yeah. I got that breadiness. You get that citrusy notes of kind of, I liked it. What what I really liked was what we just talked about. You guys are trying your new brewery, your new brewers, and as professionals, right? Um, and and now you're trying to tweak things in. But I love how you came up with the name. Come on, you got to got to tell. I think this is a great <laughs> great way to get the name. <laughs> yeah. So the par for the course was supposed to be an IPA, and um, so we you know we decided that uh, to to name it something else, and um, you know. Mike kind of just kind of spat out, oh, you know, call it par for the course. Just kind of like, you know, well, we're scaling up our recipes. It's kind of like as expected, you know, kind of got didn't really come out like we wanted to. And, um, yeah, we both just kind of laughed about it and actually was like, that's actually a great name. And uh, Good golf reference. Yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> there's definitely been some golfers that have that have really enjoyed that, that as well and um, asked us if me or Mike play golf. And, uh, you know, we really – we really don't play too much golf. Um, um, you know, it's always fun to get out there and 
have a couple beers, but uh, you know, we're definitely don't so, play a whole lot. Yeah, you're not avid, but you played. Definitely have played. Yeah, yeah. enough enough to uh, enough to know par for the course. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, for for those out there, if you don't, it, you're trying to get a better score. But if you make par, then 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 the uh, average then you, the average <laughs> score. You don't want to go past par. So, uh, but I, I, what I did like about this, and we, we had this conversation when I was at your brewery, is that I think uh, when I'm judging competitions, that there are a lot of uh, home brewers, especially, but even some professional brewers who are trying to make something, and because they they were trying to make something, and they're so locked onto that, they don't really taste it, because so many things can happen uh, in in your mash temperature and in your boil or fermentation or whatever it is. That that you might yeah an IPA it's possible to turn it have it be a, a pale ale mm-hmm. or pale ale is possible to have an IPA yep. and so you're tasting it later going you know yeah you know I was, this is kind of where I was meant meant to go but this is really what it's tasting like and adjusting rather than just trying to uh, force it in that category or some people who just don't know what they're doing and then they put it to every category and I'm sitting there going this is a good beer but it's not to style mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, anyways, I I love that whole part about you guys, and I, to me, that's good humility and just saying we like good, good beer. Now, it's not like oh man, we were trying to make, uh, you know, uh, we were trying to make a saison, and all of a sudden it turned out as a pale. It's not, but 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 you get what I'm, my point is. I just I think that uh, that was kind of cool, getting par for the course. Um, so we mentioned uh, far cryo and par for the course. I know you got some others. Oh uh, yeah, we talked about the low and slow. But you have um, some other IPAs. Yeah, we have a hazy session IPA that's called the Blaze Sesh, and um, that's that's a pretty fun beer. Four point four percent with a lot of Equinot and Cascade hops in it. Uh, very low in bitterness, um, but uh, with a lot of kind of dank, earthy notes. Um, and yeah, I, I really am enjoying drinking that beer. Awesome. Very, very sessionable, and um, it's something that uh, you can drink quite a few of, and it's it's refreshing, and but has that has kind of that dank bite that I really enjoy. That's awesome. And Mike, tell us about got another one on there. Oh, uh, we just brewed our kind of our flagship, the More Hops Than Brains. It's a double IPA. That's in a fermenter right now. Going to be pulling some yeast off tomorrow. Starting our dry hopping. So. Maybe a week from Friday, that'll be on tap, hopefully. Okay. And then we're uh, got a hazy pale planned for Thursday, and then we've already got a couple small batch ones in the works. So within the next few weeks, have four uh, four new beers going. Awesome. Is that? Do you guys have anything else that's on tap right now? How many taps you got? Remember? Uh, um, right now we have five beers on tap. Five beers on tap. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was because you guys have been so popular. That's. Yeah. yeah, the pile of batches went pretty quick. The pile of batches yeah. Yeah, yeah. went pretty quick. Um, I want to talk. I, I'm glad you mentioned that one. I was going to get into because one of your one of your uh, taglines is more hops than brains. So I want to see how how you guys got into that and and made that beer. I mean, tell tell me more about that. Wait, Obviously, that we Jeff, have the name. Uh, okay, so so whose idea was it to make the beer? And then Jeff, you had the name. Um, the beer is definitely uh, Mike's recipe. Okay. Um, I kind of got the name from my grandma. <clears throat> she would always, when I was younger, she would always. Um, you know, say, oh, that person has more money than brains. Gotcha. And uh, so it was just kind of a saying that she had. And uh, I don't know how I thought about it, but I just thought, oh, more hops than brains. That's, you know, just kind of a way to say that we use uh, a lot of hops in our beer, which which we do. 
Yeah, they're the most expensive part of the beer. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. So uh, when, if you're putting a bunch in the in the boil and then you're dry hopping too, it's yeah, it can yeah, be pretty expensive. Yeah, definitely. So um, it's kind of just stuck. And uh, and then yeah, the uh, the recipe that Mike came up with, it's a really great double IPA. I'll let him talk about it. But uh, we just totally thought it was worthy of of the name more hops than brains. It's more than suiting, and the, I think the beer uh, is totally worthy of that name. And you know, if you try it, I think you'll agree. It has more hops than brains. That's awesome. So, so tell us, because you know, now we got people's attention, especially at the hop heads that are listening out there, Mike. So, tell us about uh, more hops than brains, because I'm sure a lot of people just from the name are going to be like, "Woo, I want to try that." Yeah, that's what we're <laughs> hoping. Um, it's definitely my favorite beer that we make. We've been making it for a few years. I think it started. I emailed a brewer up in Oregon from Fort George that had a really amazing really dry double IPA. I can't remember the name of it, I but I emailed him sui- about suicide it. Suicide Squeeze, I believe. Okay. Yeah, and uh, he said, just kind of sent me their grain bill, basically, and uh, the one thing I noticed that we'd never tried was using flaked corn. Sure. Which traditionally, I think, you know, it's been used in other styles, like a cream ale, certain things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, Lagers. It's, it's really fermentable, so it's kind of the equivalent to adding sometimes for a double you might add some dextrose into the hot side of the boil sure so you're kind of making this really you know i guess dissolvable mash with a lot of flaked corn so we don't add anything in the hot side on it it's just like a heavy mash with a lot of flaked corn and uh seems like the yeast the yeast just rip right through it and uh, it always turns out really dry and we use uh we started with normal t90 pellets and now we've moved over to mostly cryo a mix of cryo and t90s on the uh dry hopping when we do two rounds of that and it's uh let's see simcoe mosaic in the boil and then simcoe citra and some mosaic in the dry hopping so you're getting a, a lot of a big flavor profile there where it's yeah it's definitely uh like that fruity citrus and yeah but the to me the best part about it is that how dry it is it really gets dried out which i think is partly due to the corn and uh, sure. keeping our yeast happy. We use the O one on that as well. But, uh, yeah, it's like a very drinkable, deceptively strong beer. But uh, I always enjoy it. Nice. Um, well, you guys have more hops and brains, so that's that sounds good. Uh, <laughs> as, as Grandma used to say, right? Yep. <laughs> um, or or she, she got you to say. Um, so what's been the funnest part of, of being, you know, uh, entrepreneurs and, and being now – uh, from home brewer to to professional brewers for me i think it's all the uh the people we've met and the things we've learned whether i mean the fun side of actually brewing beer and brewing stuff that we are stoked about and that we people we share it with are really you know enjoying as well and uh then even everything as far as you know all the boring stuff the back back of the house type of stuff running books and how to actually open a business and taking 200 trips to city hall I guess, you know, something I yeah. never thought I'd be doing necessarily. So Yes, yeah, stuff that most people don't talk about. But yeah. It's all the CUV <laughs> lot of learning and that kind of stuff. You got to do that, right? Yeah. Because you have to have the conditional use permits and all that. Yeah, it's definitely a big hurdle for for anything you want to be open to the public for, especially with alcohol. Yep. ABC, to, uh, TTB. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. You guys tax had to wait board. on that and the ta- franchise tax board. Yeah, yeah, people don't think about it. So you're dealing with a whole lot of different government. Wasn't agencies. necessarily fun, but feel like we've grown and learned a lot about how to uh, get things done. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so that feels like because you were able to overcome these challenges, it just uh, instills more pride in you. And yeah, it's a big sen- sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah, makes you realize you know might as long as you just do one knock one step out at a time can pretty much get anything done so it can feel overwhelming but you guys are there to you know lean on each other you get family and stuff that would around too. oh right? yeah definitely tons of friends that have supported us at times probably been more excited than we were about the process awesome <laughs> so that yeah, helps us that, keep that going was, for sure <laughs> definitely and some of the some of the bleak times where it's like you know what have we done you know it's the looking ahead and how many more steps we had to go and definitely be overwhelming but with you know had support of all our family and friends from from the get-go which was which was awesome and like mike said you know um you know sometimes we might get a little jaded but you know people are genuinely excited and asking us about our beer the next beer we're going to make or you know talking about how they tasted our beer at an event and uh you know that's that is really amazing being able to share you know with people i would say that's one of the most most worthwhile things is uh you know when you're able to share something that you've made and people genuinely like it that's awesome. So let's give a little bit of, uh, I knew you guys want to talk about this and we only have about, <clears throat> uh, uh, about five minutes or so left, um, is you guys technically had the brewery going, right? Um, but you weren't able to do the, the tasting room. So you guys uh, did a, a, a uh, uh, was it GoFundMe? Or yes. It, yeah, GoFundMe. So wh- why don't you just talk about that and maybe give a little accolades, you know, because that's, that's how you were able to open 11 days ago so that people can actually come and drink your beer at your location. Mm-hmm. You can brew, mm-hmm. but now they can actually drink it there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to everybody that supported <laughs> us on uh, GoFundMe, uh, especially Dave, if you're out there listening. Uh, thank you very much. Um, one of the pilot batches that uh, went super fast on our opening was a collaboration beer we made with... Uh, I know, Andrews. I didn't get to try that one. Yeah, it, 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 w- it was really good. Um, and we might have uh, drank a little bit before the opening, kind of celebrating with uh, with Dave. Um, fair, that's on, fair. On the Friday before we opened. Sure. But um, but yeah, that beer turned out really good. It was, uh, it was a West Coast IPA with uh, some Mosaic and Nelson and a little bit of Citra and Chinook. So, um, you know, that, that was a really nice beer. Um, I wish you, I wish you were able to try it, but, um, you know, we're contemplating brewing it again, maybe even scaling the recipe up because it did turn out really, really good. And um, we're doing his <coughs> 2.0 similar beer this week, hopefully too. Oh, nice. Another small batch. Nice. Yeah. So obviously Dave's one of the big givers, but you guys had, had pretty good turnout. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we, we hit our, we hit our goal, um, you know, uh, we haven't sent out re- the rewards yet because we haven't got our growlers in. We're hoping our growlers will be in this week, maybe tomorrow. So, you know, if you want to stop by and collect your rewards, we will have them all. If not, we will, uh, we'll, uh, you know, get on Kickstarter and get all your guys' addresses and get those sent out as soon as possible. That's awesome. I, I like the, uh, um, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's not huge, but it's got enough room for everybody. It's comfortable. I know you got the overflow on the back. You got plenty of uh, uh, picnic tables and stuff like that. Um, but I, I love the uh, how you guys stain the floor. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, you know? uh, the our tap room has a really kind of psychedelic. Yeah, psychedelic green stain to the floor. Yeah. It looks pretty cool, pretty trippy. Um, Apparently, so. we messed it up when we did it, but 
Yeah, I think it's <laughs> I think it's fine. You know, you got you got you got to see where you're going. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think um, it turned out pretty cool. Sweet. So um, I'm gonna get into a couple of things, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everybody out there. We're going to do a shirt giveaway, right? Yep. So yeah. um, I'm going to have you guys call in, and I'm going to pick a person at random, and we'll see. But what I'm going to ask you, if you can tell me, if you remember at the beginning of the show, hopefully you've been listening to the show, how long Mike and Jeff have known each other. And and there's there's a little window there, so you can kind of play with that. Um, but we only have a few minutes, so I'm going to give out the number. You can call in directly, and I'm going to try and do this while we're on air, because it's been a while since I've done this on air. But the, the numbers here are 949-824-5824. That's 949-824-5824 or 949-UCI-KUCI. Um, and if you want to win a shirt, um, what you're going to be able to do is you're going to be able to pick out what size uh, with with them. So you'll be able to go over to the, to the brewery and get some stickers and a shirt from them. I want to say thanks for doing that, guys. But um, so go ahead and call in, people. I'm, I'm going to be waiting for you. And if not, then then if we don't get anyone in right now, in the next, because uh, we really have about three minutes for you guys to call in and, and win, then um, then we're gonna do it on uh, we're gonna do it on Instagram, Instagram yeah. you know. So, uh, but I'll watch this while I'm talking to you guys. So, um, anyways, uh, what would you guys like to uh, finish with? And definitely give them your address and your social media. So our social media is uh, hashtag Santa Ana River Brewing. Website is SantaAnaRiverBrewing.com. Um, and our address is 3480 West Warner Avenue, Suite B, as in beer, Santa Ana, California. And pay attention because it kind of takes you into like a, it's like a road with a light, but it goes in and it's like a, an industrial yeah, complex. It has and, a scary gate, too. And you're in the just back. Just get past the gate. Just get past the yeah. gate. Well, it was open <laughs> when I came, so. Yeah. No, it's usually open, but it yeah. looks kind of scary still. So. Yeah. yeah it's are, not. We're all the way in the back. Um, it's uh, it's kind of a weird building with a self storage place, so when you pull in, just head all the way back towards the self storage place, and um, we're all the way on the on the side unit B. For um, beer. Yep, for beer. B um, for beer. I like that. We're working on getting some some flags or some signage out on the street to make it a little bit easier to yeah, find. Yeah, you guys will get that down. Um, you but, just opened. Yeah. We've definitely been told that uh, it's a little difficult to find, so we want to make that a little easier. Gotcha. And it's just uh, your, your, you know, your website and social handles are just Santa Ana River Brewing, mm-hmm. right? Or uh, hashtag more hops than brains. I love that too. You guys got to remember hashtags more hops than brains. You're gonna probably, you know, uh, want to get their shirt or hats, especially if they do specialties for that. Um, so I'm looking forward to going and have some beers with you guys and tasting more. Uh, the far cryo. Yep, yeah, um, yeah. We come brought, on, we brought a growler of that uh, for you, and that's our uh, definitely been our more, most popular beer, and that's uh, really heavy on the Simcoe, Citroen, Mosaic, all cryo hops, which um, are a really awesome product from YCH. Um, and then um, our friend just came down from Santa Rosa and brought some super fresh Pliny the Elder that we're also yeah. going to be enjoying. I didn't get any younger this year because I'm not willing to stand in the lines, but yeah, I got either. other stuff going on. But, you know, uh, the younger, the, uh, the Elder is great. So, all right. So I got to say goodbye to you guys. Well, I want to say thank you for coming in the studio. It uh, An hour goes by really quick. We could have yeah, talked about other by. stuff. Um, but I, I really wish you guys the best. And everybody out there, look for them at the festivals. Go, uh, you know. If you want to go uh, to their tasting room, they just, you know, uh, they just told you the address, but check it out. You can go over there and, and taste the beers. Um, and uh, and you guys are, are going to have growlers there soon. Yep. 
And uh, but but we will we'll fill if you bring in your own growler, we'll totally fill it. We're um, you know we're not going to turn you turn you away. No turning away. That's good. I mean that's California law. Technically, if you bring it in, it's not someone else's. Um, so all right. Well, thank you again, guys, for coming in the studio. It's been uh, uh, Mike Miller and Jeff Brand from Santa Ana River Brewing Company, and uh, I wish you guys the best. And as I always say, my friends. Uh, Drink good beer, eat good food, hang out with good people like Mike and Jeff, and drink more good beer. 